views and opinions of the guests or hosts are not the views of the East Cleveland Library staff or management. Any complaints or comments should be sent to the E.B. Smith Project, LLC, at ebsmithmedia at gmail.com. And welcome to WEBS and the E.B. Smith Project here coming live from the Ichabod Fluellen Studios at 14101 Euclid Avenue in the East Cleveland Public Library. And we're here today with Mr. E.B. Smith and his commentary, Living the Dream. And uh, we have a special guest, too, that we'll get to a little later on. But right now, we're going to get to E.B. Smith and let him begin with his Living the Dream. All right. Welcome. And it's actually working the dream, but we, we love our brother, hey. so we're gonna let him we gonna let him get away. We're gonna let him get away with that. Hey, that's good. That's good. Working a dream is about taking your vision from the basement to the public. Um and I wanna just empower people to think and to understand and educate. And today I wanna do something that just happened the other day. It's called the economical conundrum of generation Z. The other day I went to one of a track meet at an upper eastern suburb school. Let me set the stage. It was a suburban school hosting an urban community school. Both teams were very well behaved and very competitive. Good sportsmanship and overall a nice competitive meet. I really enjoyed it. My talk today has nothing to do with how each of the team ran or jumped or even behaved. But what I observed about the onlookers, the people who were in the bleachers. Every single person in the bleacher from one side had on Nikes, Nike shoes, most expensive brand of shoes with a few sporting their expensive outerwear line, jackets and hats. It had me thinking that Nike had a closeout sale and I missed it. On the other side, supporting the other team was an audience who were working who were working clothes, worn jeans, and older and worn Nikes, and other brands of less expensive shoes. So the sociologist in me did a Google search to find out, is, this, is there some explanation of this? Here's what I found. On one side were people who came from an area where the average income is about $21,000 a year. Their unemployment rate is above the national rate at close to 6%. And right now in the national, it's like 3.5% unemployment rate. Comparably, on the other team was a team from a school in the area where the average income was $70,000 a year. Their unemployment rate is equal to the national average at about 4%. As I suspected, the upper income earners were not the people who were sporting this awesome and expensive gear. Let me repeat that again. As I suspected, the upper income earners were not the people who were sporting this awesome and expensive gear. It was the people who, according to the city data, didn't have the money to afford those things. The millennials were born to a generation of have nots. The parents, the parents in the millennial generation sought to reverse what they saw as kids and create a better way for their children. While the parents from the baby boomers and Generation X have been motivated by a phrase of we shall overcome, 
to help them be uplifted from a racist and economic junkyard. The new generation, which they rate, which they raised the generation Z has the look at me. I made it mentality. Despite the hype, flashy cars and clothes on videos and Instagram that what I saw that track me was a microcosm of what is really going on. I thought of telling you what the study says, but I thought it better. You take use of your own observation. Try this. We call three random families of color. You know, well, name their top three concerns. What do they need the most? Then name their top three purchases. What do they spend most of their money on? In the same way, we call two white families, you know, of even with the little you know of them, ask the same questions. In the hype of the black power, black lives matter, and the reemergence of black Wall Street consciousness, we must do something toward making our empowerment a reality. Part of the solution is to admit we did this wrong. We have raised our kids to have a superficial mindset. They settle for fluff and stuff. While the generations before me were more concerned about substantial moves in areas of education and legislation, community outreach and mentoring, we got so caught up in nostalgia that is what our kids have seen and it's possible that unless we make them angry now and correct the problem, we may never be able to fix our downward spiral to the abyss. We're working the dream with E.B. Smith. Kind of reminded me, we did a review a few shows back, one, two shows back, on this book, The Citizen. And a lot of times with us as a people, we feel like we got to um, prove our position, you know. You know, so and we do that a lot of times through <clears throat> how we're presenting ourselves in reference to not so much being one way or the other, but the latest fashion and style. But that's basically a lot of times that's who we are as a people: style, fashion. Because face it. All the kids, Nike, uh, clothes, you know, black folks, is basically they peacocks. And they t they're tied up into making, you know, showing folks, hey, look, you know, I'm here. I've, I've come, I've arrived. I'm out here in Benner or wherever you are. West side, I'm a shaker and I'm like, really, I'm right in there. I got this gear, that gear, you know, so who, that's whoever they are, you know. And when we were doing this book, uh, Citizens, you know, and the young lady was talking about the uh, sisters that play tennis, Venus and Serena, and how, uh, actually she was pointing out how that, you know, most of the time in these different arenas, areas where we go, the white folks, they, they're looking at us as non-persons. You know, we don't exist. We don't exist. As, you know, we don't. They don't have to. You know, it used to be a thing in the South where it says, you know, uh, no black person has any right that any white person has to recognize. You know, so a lot of times, you know, in the back of our heads, in the back of our lives, how we are, we we're making sure that people see us 
you got to see me as a person, as a human being. And a lot of times you go at it at it the wrong way because you're you know you think that's in what you have on or how you are, and not necessarily in how you carrying yourself or how you relating. Or it's it's not coming from the inside. It's coming from what I have. You know, if it's a BMW, if it's a Mercedes, you know, but I mean, actually, it could be a buckboard and a donkey, you know, and if you're carrying yourself in the right way, you're presenting yourself in the right way, you can be recognized as a valuable part of society and as a valuable who you are and what you are. However, sometimes that's not the case. You know, we're so used to, you know, and that was one of the things that was pointed out in that book, The Citizen. We're so used to ex to having to accept these secondary positions. And the other folks are so used to not recognizing us as individuals or as a person. We're so they so they just pass right by you. And she pointed out in the book how one of the stories she pointed out was this young lady in the store, she's in the store with her friend, so-called white friend. And she's standing, her white friend is standing in line, she's standing in line. So what happens is she goes, the white friend goes up and they, you know, take her, take her whatever her product is and then cash her out. And as the, as the black woman is standing here, this white person, they just step in front of them. So the black person is like, they don't, necessarily say anything they kind of like oh okay but her friend says I think she was in front of you so the person turns around to the young lady and says oh I'm sorry I didn't see you so, you don't see me we standing here I'm a non-entity mm. you know and a lot of times we ourselves in an unconscious way in an unconscious way try to make other folk look at us to see us and we do this through what we possess what we wear what we buy where we live and it, it's just not the case for example this morning i heard some news that about 16 black churches or how many of us three or four black churches in the last week have been burned up or blown up or destroyed down in louisiana i mean you know these is these is other christian folks doing stuff to other christian folk but you're a non-entity you know, you are not into so they don't have to recognize you. So I want you to, that's my bit on it, you know what I mean? And I want to get information yeah. from my friend, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tamir, uh, over here, Tamir Duvall. He's, he's a, I'm an old guy. He's, he's a little younger. <laughs> he may have a different twist. No, I mean what what you said is 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 interesting because just as you as as you're uh, talking about it, it's it's it has my mind racing um, and thinking differently to what I initially was thinking, you know, because this I mean, what he witnessed, what you said you witnessed is so in depth um, and there's so many departments to that, um, because not only uh, do we see that and witness that uh, um, in everyday life, um, it's to me, it seems to be that's some of the 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 shackles that we still have on us is in, in wanting to be accepted. You know, I think a lot of that has to do with wanting to be accepted, you know, um, and it's within our, my generation, 
Um, I'm in my uh, mid forties, you know, and I think our generation, um, we're trying to prove so much and wanting to be accepted, you know, um, the, just that example in itself. I mean, you have a whole demographic and, and generation, I would say, that is so caught up in materialism, you know, um, and it's all about the latest fashion, you know, to be seen, you know, and to be accepted, you know, and they're spending money that they don't even have uh, to, to do that. You know, um, but that's a, to me, that's that that has a lot of psychological um, issues when it comes to that, because it's, it's 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 when you are spending money that you don't have to be accepted and to be seen, you know, um, by all means necessary. And like you said, at the end of the day, that the sad part about it is the people that you want to see you still don't see you. They still don't see you. You know, um, and, 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 and then it becomes um, more, more psychological damage on you because you're trying to figure out why don't you see me in all my glory and my shiny shoes and my, my new outfit. I don't understand why, why you don't see me. And, and, and in some cases, then it becomes anger. You know, we see it play out in anger. You know, um, and and that could be uh, uh, verbally and sometimes even physically, you know, but the root of it all, let's go to the root of the whole problem. And, and, and that's because of things that we don't necessarily have, you know, um, and never had. And the minute we get an opportunity to, to, to get those things, we do everything and, and anything to get them. You know, um, I look at that a lot. um and 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 just in raising my children, you know, I, I kind of look back how I was raised, you know, and, and I think our generation, I think sometimes what we get caught up in, uh, my generation gets caught up in is um, not just um, wanting for our children what we didn't have. I think it, it leaks a lot over into each actually into parenting, too. You know, that was a thing that me and my wife was talking about the other day was um, I don't think it was any issue or of how we were raised. You know, whether that was on Saturday and Sunday for me getting up and guess what we're going to do today? You're going to wash some walls. How many of us out there (laughs) remember washing walls, you know, and, and doing other little chores around the house, you know, or the discipline that we had. You know, um, the hard discipline, whether it was verbally and and in some cases physically, you know, um, but when I think what my generation has done is when we got the chance to be parents, we said that we're not going to raise our children that way. Um, And part of that raising them is we're going to give them soon we get an opportunity. We're going to give them stuff that we weren't able to have, you know, um, and I think what within my household, what we do a lot of is I try to constantly say there's a difference between want and a need. Let's first define that first. It's a want and it's a need. Do we necessarily need this? I know you want it. We all want things. I know we want it. But do you need it? 
let's try to break that down first before we make that purchase, before we do that, that uh, do something or, or put ourselves in a position. Let's determine uh, and put it in a proper content of a want and a need. You know, but like I said, I think I think it's so like I said, it's so much in that vision that that was witnessed and that you've seen that it, it goes in so many different angles. It goes in so many different angles and it's so much dialogue uh, and content to talk about uh, the psychological uh, experience of of seeing that and where it comes from. You know, I mean, that's the whole thing is trying to get to the root of it, trying to find out. Where it, where does it all stem from? You know, um, because we, we 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 have a lot of issues and we have a lot of, of things that that we want to um, as the next generation comes along that we, we want to correct. But where do we begin? And this we're here with uh, WEBS. And the E.B. Smith Project in Ichabod Fluella Studios at the East Cleveland Public Library.